I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, welcome back to the Foth Pod. Today we're recording our 100th episode special. I can't believe we've got here. 100, the ton, the century. Yeah, the century, yeah. Way. It's cracking one to celebrate because this is a big moment. Who would have thought we would reach 100 episodes? I've already cracked my alcohol. Us talking... <laughs> Rob, Rob's ahead of time. 100 <laughs> episodes of us talking about war films that we like and sometimes that we don't like. I know it's crazy. Everyone, everyone's in, in like listens and enjoys it. I hope come along for the ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never thought we'd get even a hundred ep- like listens per episode, but now we regularly top a few thousand. It's it's mad. You yeah, know, like I can't. That is mad. It's crazy. <laughs> little old me and little old you. <laughs> it's like in our bedrooms talking about war films. <laughs> it's a bit surreal. I have to say, it is um, though. It is and humbling as well because. Mm. Whenever, whenever we meet anyone out and about that there's a listener, it always brings it home that, oh, there's actually people listening. Yeah, like we record it, I edit it, we upload, we chat on Twitter and things. And because it's on the internet, it just sometimes can seem a bit, seem a bit detached. But when we do meet you guys at events and things, it's, it's really nice. And you know, we love how infused people are about what we do. And we're even more shocked that people want to, hear our opinions and things it's yeah very weird well i mean the response to the the ama the ask us anything um idea Mm. uh shows that people are um really interested in uh in the show and 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 we had lots of like congratulations messages which was really really nice and before we move on um i just put up a a thank you post to the patrons today but just want to thank them on here everyone who supports the show 
are chipping in their little bit of donations every month. It really helps us. We can't thank you guys enough what we've been able to do, what we're planning on doing with the money that we're accruing. You know, next year, we're going to do a few things that are really going to hopefully blow your socks off um, and more on that when it comes. But it's nice to be able to have the funds to do these things. It is. The support is incredible, not just from the patrons, obviously, um, who are so important, but also from general listeners and people that share the podcast and tell mates yeah. about it. That's also invaluable and really and so is. humbling that people would be, you know, sharing our humble little show. Um, and it, <laughs> it just touches me. Um, yeah, it really does. I'm so I'm so glad we started doing it. To, to be honest, I was yeah. thinking about this before we began, and it's it's just it's been a thoroughly enjoyable experience to just sit down every week and talk about a film with you. It's just been really good. You see, it's like it's just to you know people are always shocked that me and Matt met, met each other about two weeks, three weeks before we started doing this show. But when people yeah. learn, yeah, maybe a bit longer, but yeah, not not yeah, far off. Feels that way. <laughs> like it wasn't very long. If you don't know the story, I was going on World War Two TV to do a thing about weapons or equipment we didn't like in the Second World War. And I was a bit contrarian, so I was like, I don't think the SGG-44 is a weapon that a losing army should design in the Second World War. So I was like, they need something like oh, yeah. the Sten mm. gun. So I was, because that's cheaper and, you know, would do more of a job because you could give it to more guys. And I was like, hang on, I know a guy on Twitter that knows a lot about that because he just wrote a book on the Sterling at the time. So I contacted Matt and, and we were chatting facts and things. And then I did the sh live show Then I thanked Matt after. And then we just got chatting. And then one thing led to another. Matt was like, do you want to do the show? Do you want to do this war movie podcast thing? And I was like, yeah, yeah listen to some pods. I think I could do that. Kind of bonded over a shared love of war movies, didn't we? Mm, yeah. The rest, the rest is literally history. It really, It really is, yeah. And then we had some, I was thinking earlier, I couldn't scroll through all the messages, but I was trying to think of what what names we had for the show before we mm. came to fighting on film. Who, yeah. I Combat mm, on we, Camera we a, was one. It was, yeah. We had a couple fighting on film, Combat on, on Camera, which I quite like. Yeah. We couldn't do services on celluloid because the World War II Museum in America had that. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't think that was ever really in the running. No, too much of a mouthful for me. Not mm. that fighting on film is particularly. No, it wasn't. Um, you know, rolls off the tongue, but. <laughs> um, and then the logo at least it's as descriptive. Well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got that and going for it, hasn't it? He's got a nice thing, yeah. And then I think I came up with fighting on film. I think so. And I literally think I was in a. I think I was in like a shop at the time, and you were pushing me, and I was just like, uh <laughs> top of my head, like luckily. <laughs> And then I was looking at some, I had an old notebook and I found some old designs of the logo that I'd drawn really crudely. And one was like a a private snafu Mickey Mouse type mascot riding a like a a weird hybrid fighter pilot film camera thing. Holy like, shit, wow. Yeah, <laughs> it was that. Like, because I know Disney used to design mascot, design like... um. Uh, insignia for certain yeah uh, yeah i've seen i know, I know what you mean yeah so it was mm. a riff on that and then the second one was a an afpu's inspired design mm. but we didn't have enough letters to make it work the roundels type 
insignia badge that, that Katie, our executive producer, who we will thank massively, by the way, because mm-hmm. she does a Absolutely. lot of background work that she does. really goes unsung. Our um, fantastic website, fightingonfilm.com. Yeah, the website. all her work. She designed the logo. She does some of the video stuff for us. She deals with like the legal element of it as well, um, keeps us sort of running in that regard. She's just great. She's a silent, I say she's a Invaluable. silent partner, but you know, maybe we'll get her on one day. Maybe we'll get one over Christmas or something. It'd be like fun. Yeah, that'd be actually quite fun, actually. What's your one of your favorite moments, Matt? I was trying to think about this because that's such a big question. Like whenever anyone asks me what my favorite war movie is or my favorite film is, I struggle for that. But then thinking about what's my favorite podcast that I've made about my you know, a war movie, that's even harder in the I way. know, right? Because they're like our babies. Um but I was thinking about it, and one that jumped out to me was um, asking Jim about who had the idea to give Clint Eastwood um, yeah. dual MP40s in Jim Dowdle, uh, Regal's Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was just that was just one of my favourite bits of that episode, and I love that episode so much. It was amazing talking to Jim. Yeah, it um, was incredible. He had so many great stories. It's it's one of those weird ones because some I forget we've done all these things. So, if because well, because it's we keep weekly. it rolling so fast, it's yeah. a weekly podcast, and we we've not really had any massive breaks. No, we haven't um, broken up into mm. it. It kind of yeah. It all it once you've done one, you're on to the next, aren't you? Sort of thing. One hundred percent. So, I think in that episode as well, like just asking Jim how the scene where he was driving the. Um, self-propelled gun when it gets hit oh, yeah. by the Molotov cocktails and he's saying yeah. how well you know boys they threw the Molotov cocktail at me and I was in a fireproof suit but then it, it kind of all went a bit wrong and I had liquid molten <laughs> flame dripping into my <laughs> nether regions and I was like they better shoot cut because I want to jump out of this thing but there's some very funny things from a few of the episodes that didn't get in so like one of my favorite things was the um a bridge too far episode with the Amber's private oh, the army ABA lads. extras mm-hmm. yeah and they record. We recorded so much more than made it into that episode. And there was things about people who owned bars not being very nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was things about other members of the cast uh, like not getting on at certain times. I can't remember who it was even at this point. But that's on my list as well. Why not so let them go? Was it was just great hearing them yeah. chat about all those different aspects of the filming. Another behind the scenes thing for that, we, I, we would e- emailing them for about six months. Mm-hmm. So I, I emailed the guy, Sebastian. If you've not read his book, Boys from the Bridge, please go and find it out. Incredible. But I didn't hear anything for about three months. And then uh, he just came back one day and went, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and then it just snowballed into this huge thing. It wasn't going to be what it became. But luckily, Sebastian was like, oh, I've got a couple of mates. They'll come on. And yeah. I was just like, yes, yes. So it got pushed back, pushed back. But then what we ended up with was incredible. Oh, it's um, so worth really it. enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I love all those shows where we have people from the industry on. Like mm. when we chatted to Charles Maines about yeah. um, sound design and filming, uh, sound and film. That was that was something that I never fully appreciated. And it really opened my eyes mm. into the, the work and the effort and how important that is to making a film work. Yes, one hundred percent. And all these like it's tales from like working on the Alamo film, and how there's meant to be like a Mickey Mouse sound in there somewhere or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> weird stuff you don't notice. And then all the things of 
uh, where he was saying about the the age of certain sound effects just it was incredible. Like some of those, yeah, like things. the Wilhelm screams, like it's like yeah. over eight, nearly eighty years old. And the ricochets were like sounds were filmed in, were recorded in the thirties, and they're still yeah. being used today. And even now, when I'm watching a film, I'm like, oh, I don't know where that sound effects from. <laughs> really well, annoyed what, people. what struck me about that was how over time cinema goes and, and everyone that watches films and and uh, ingests it as a medium mm. takes on these sounds to be how the thing actually sounds and when it doesn't yeah. sound like that or it sounds more accurate to what it really sounds like people are like well it doesn't sound like that mm. yeah like <laughs> that's what you blew sent my me mind a, you sent me a video of a, of a folly artist recording Mm. like zombies crunching but that's not yeah like it's that's two not bell peppers <laughs> yeah it's two peppers being rubbed together and i was like the brain the work my brain's doing to mm. tell me that what that is but then looking at it visually yeah. it's we need to get a the artist on we really do that'd be great anything else matt before we move on uh in terms of, of like favorite episodes um I don't know whether anyone asked us this. Probably someone did, but we'll come back to it anyway. I'm sure we can pick a mm. few more out later on. Um, the, the Some of the most fun ones are the ones for just really bad movies. <laughs> That's um, always the way, though, isn't it? Yeah. I know. So, you know, I, like SAS Red Notice um, was an yeah. absolute favorite of mine i've never in, i yeah i really enjoyed ripping that one um i've got to say i hold my hands up so um, but uh, there's a great story behind that one isn't there oh do you mean how they tried to get our youtube videos <laughs> taken down yeah, yeah. so <laughs> because we we upload on on um youtube as well um on our youtube channels um we 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 both put up uh that episode and uh they they got um takedown notices Copyright struck. Yeah, that's right. Um, for using imagery from the film. Now, they just they were just stills from the trailer, uh, and that's completely fine. You can use that, mm. um, and especially when it's considered for review purposes. Yeah, copyright exactly. doesn't apply in the same way as it would for you know if you were putting up the whole movie yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and it, it just seems that the production company probably didn't like the review. Um, no, we think that all press is good press, right? Yeah, we did some digging, and I think it was a what gave it away um, was that it was a piece of software that was used for um, checking if people had uploaded the film illegally. Mm -hmm. um, so it it must have been cat caught on that, and the only people who would be using that would be the distributors. So <laughs> we pretty much sure that. We got taken down because we said mean things about it, but make a better film when we both said nicer things. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, you know, that was on. quite funny. Anyway, the, the copyright strike uh, on oh, it, it got taken, it um, got removed by YouTube. It did um, because yeah. we, we appealed it, and YouTube was like, "No, it's fine. It's a review." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. But the other, the other one, of course, is um, Rebels of PT Two One Six. Oh God, yeah, that was bad. Um, which was a very fun movie to watch. Again, mm. it has the best bulkhead shot of any war movie we've ever reviewed um <laughs> if you don't know what i'm talking about listen to that episode and i one explain of, it full yeah yeah one of my favorite ones is, is a moment with you and i was trying to find it earlier and i, I couldn't I was trying to work out what episode it might have been on if anyone knows but when i've said it please remind me on twitter or instagram um is i think we were record mid record and it was either a movie we didn't enjoy or we weren't enjoying 
and Matt cracks a beer, but really audibly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, there we go, Matt, just cracking a beer, everyone. And it really just got, it really makes me laugh every time I hear it. But I can't remember what episode it's on, but I know it was one of my favourite things to edit. Uh, I can't remember myself, actually. Um, don't always have a beer when we're recording, but invariably, no, don't, actually. No, we, we record sort of like a... quite quite late on, don't yeah. we? Um, We've got an unwritten rule, busy. really. It, that seems highly plausible. If it was a review, if it was a review that we weren't super excited about, it and was, it was a I don't think it was one enjoy. we were enjoying. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was a during Dirty Dozen December last year when we we're getting towards the end of them. Um, but I listened to it again, and it wasn't. It wasn't I, in yeah, there. that that sounds about right. Like I thought it might have been mm. like Dirty Dozen three or four. It might have been because we were definitely getting a little burnt out on the on Fatigued. the. I don't. I think. I I hope the listeners went, but we were definitely. Oh getting no, a little the, bit the, out. the the listening I was on those are good, um, and the the feedback was great as well. Because I think some people just didn't know those films existed either. No, right. <laughs> The amount of people I talk to go. I didn't know they got to four. I'll, oh, I'll be honest. You talk about bad war films. You know, there's like three dirty dozen movies that you probably had seen. Completely blacked out that Telly Sabalas came back. <laughs> yeah. And completely like like Die Hard a different four character. and five. They didn't exist to me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, but now they do, and they're stuck in there now forever. Before we move on to the uh, the AMA epi- uh, part of the episode. Um, maybe talk about the future quickly. Yeah, that sounds good. And we alluded to it earlier that we got some big plans for next year. Hopefully, if we can um, yeah. get some funds together, we can um, perhaps put on a couple of really exciting little events. Uh, I don't know mm. how much Rob wants to go into them. Um, no, I mean I can. I give the rough. We've definitely idea got now, things. We got we got things coming, and we're excited yeah. about them. And I think it it's um, a good sign of growth for us to do some events like this because. For a for a podcast that explores film and conflict on film, doing some um, cinema nights is going to be a really fun thing. Yeah, exactly. So we've been looking for a venue for this these these types of events for a while. Um, we think we found it with all things with a venue like this and with our listenership spread over not only the UK but we have a lot of international listeners yeah, exactly. as well, I guess. But but especially within the UK, it can be tricky for people to get to places and. Mm. Um, to put on a, a an, an evening where we look at a classic film, I won't yeah. give it away. Um, uh, it it has to has to be the right spot, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. There's a couple of places. Two of these movies are in its in their seventieth anniversary, so they're both 1953 movies. Um, that's as far as I'm going to go. <laughs> um, one of them I'd love to do at a certain venue, but it's whether I can get us there. The other one is more easy because you can just rent that space. So that one's more set in stone than the other one. But they're in the process of doing it. And we've got some other good things that we've already sort of set in motion and had okayed. But we can't say anything more because we're on a sort of NDA from the people who are doing the show. So we won't let slip yet. But as soon as we can, you guys will know. Next year is going to be same old foff, just a bit more out there we hope essentially yeah yeah it's to another yeah. hundred episodes basically oh yeah i'm sure well it's, well, it's only took two years and we yeah we, we still haven't well, it's 50, done it's 52 the... weeks in a year rob so <laughs> we we'll still, get we'll yeah. get to at least 50 surely <laughs> i was looking on iw i'm 
IMDb's like top 10 war movies and we haven't done any of them yet. So <laughs> oh my God, left, don't. There's <laughs> years left on the show. Yeah, I how we've managed to get 100 episodes in with with without really doing any of the big war movies. <laughs> but which, well, we will, we'll do one of them. We'll, cut, we'll take one of them off the list in Christmas because we are going to do... We we yes. are going to do Where Eagles Dare this Christmas. Oh, you, big slip. You've, it, you've laid it out. heard it Cats here first, folks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Yeah. Well, it's, they're going to find yeah. out in like two months anyway. So might yeah, as well might as well. Might as well let them know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm excited to do that because I love that film so much. Um, it's that bona fide classic. It is. Yeah. It really yes, is. Yes, we're going to do it. Uh, alas, we're doing a film people have heard of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not quite that bad, actually. No, no, it's not. We're not, I mean, we're not, we're not that obscure. No, but that's half the fun doing the films that people might not have heard of, like Nine that's Men, the point. And, yeah, um, the War Game, and and stuff Batan. that is a little bit more obscure. Batan, exactly. Um, but that's half the fun, and exactly. sometimes it's films that we haven't heard of until we've done digging yeah. and we found them in the course of production for the show. Well, because we have a massive list. Yeah, of, well, the um, listeners probably have, about have suggested them. Yeah, of of listeners suggested ones we've come across. Um, just films that we think we should cover. And it's probably at least 100, 150 um, yeah. films long now at this point. We've got and so many more. And, and there's so many I know more. we've got a couple of people in the AMA questions that are asking when we're going to do particular films. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we will get to them. No, I we promise. will. We will. I promise. But there's just, that's the great thing about this genre. We keep coming back to it. There's so much variation. Mm. There's so much the level of movie is really interesting. You can you can go from government produced pictures, you can go from propaganda produced pictures to theatrical ones to amateur productions. We've covered yeah. one before. We did Basketball BC, mm-hmm. which was an amateur film. But there's so That's much one in of this my favorite episodes as well. Oh yeah, massively. You know, finding that out and getting um one of the uh, the filmmakers' friends um, to come on was was fantastic yeah. to tell us all about it. Um, but that's why we love this genre because there's just so much to it. And you could mm-hmm. do, this is the whole thing when we started it. I remember we had a chat one night over a few drinks and we said we could do all the classics in about a year. We try to trickle them out so we can highlight these other films because you wouldn't get stuff like Nine Men. You wouldn't get stuff like Miss Grant's Goes to the Door. We're trying to boost these movies up, show you what they are. Hopefully you found some movies through the show that you haven't seen. And you guys mm-hmm. definitely have highlighted movies to us that we haven't seen. Oh yeah, so that is very true. Just another big thank you. It's a, it feels like a community at this point, and that's one thing I really wanted. So that's a good point for us to jump into the copious number of fabulous questions we've had from uh, listeners with our AMA. Hello, I'm Al Murray, and you're listening to Fighting on Film, the world's number one war film podcast. So, first question is from Twitter, from JD. He says, congrats on reaching 100 episodes. Great achievement. My question, if you could see a film made of any event, battle, personal unit, what would you choose? That's a big question. That's a big question, JD. Um, a good one to kick off. I think last time we did a AMA episode, um, I mentioned Imjin. Uh, yeah. As, as, a, as a battle I'd love to see made into a film. Um, but... A couple of others that jump out to me are the Peninsula War. I know we have Sharp and the Sharp mm-hmm. series, but a but a um, big budget film based in the Peninsula War would be really interesting. Um, 
English Civil War. There's there's hardly any English Civil War um, films. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Spanish um, War of Succession, uh, or the War of Spanish Succession, uh, which is you know the Battle of Blenheim and and um, mm. those those um, very early 1700s. But they're, they're, it's almost like a global war. The entire entirety of Europe is at war with itself, and that's a war that no one really thinks about nowadays. Um, mm. Which would, and it's got all of the the classic politicking, the actual massive, huge scale of of warfare, gruesome battles, complex characters. Um, it'd be very interesting to to see a film made about that. I know there's there's a few uh, movies that have been made about the Thirty Years' War, and there's a couple of Dutch movies made about um, some of their seventeenth-century um, conflicts as well. Uh, there's there's um, of others that spring to mind but there's this oh there's so many conflicts and and yeah. battles and people that they haven't had a you know film made about them oh exactly um anthony the, the quayle art... make a film about anthony quayle if, yeah. if we're going to pick a person yeah oh yeah <laughs> that would be fascinating make a, yeah make a movie about his wartime exploits because mm. that would be you could hit so many birds with stone with one stone on that it'd be great uh for me i i think uh, it's probably a budgetary thing or studio interest i don't know um it's hard to work out why these films don't get made sometimes when you think that in the year that we're talking it's 2022 i i'm surprised we haven't had any other sort of falklands projects yeah greenlit yeah. or started to be made um just because it's the 40th anniversary absolutely um, yeah you know there's been some great books lately that i th- i feel that really could be optioned into movies so you've had brothers in arms by James Holland, I think that'd be great if we could get something mm. with tank uh, British tank crews in. That'd be great. Yeah, you know, make a a British fury, if you will, um, but base it off a off of James' books, and that'd be great. Mm. Um, you know, maybe something about the Spanish Civil War that is set in the yeah. International Brigades, perhaps, because yeah. I think yeah, that'd as, be great. As much as I love Land and Freedom, which I know we'll cover eventually, that's more of a remake of George Orwell's homage to Catalonia than it yeah. is a, a genuine film about an Englishman going to, to fight in that war. Um, and then if Unit, if I could have Unit, it would be the first Fifth Queens film um, in, in January, February, 1945. But I think I've mentioned oh, that before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just from from a family point of view. But that question, you could just go on and on and on. Because <laughs> it's like, we'd love everything to get a movie. Yeah. It, it would the be first so Fifth fun. Queens would be great. I mean, a big black cop movie would be amazing. <laughs> Matt's been hounding me with that ever since. The, because the operate the, the operation that my grandfather fought in is called Operation Blackhawk. Let's um let's square that one up. <laughs> so okay, yeah. Lowbrow. No, it's fine. It it always gets a chuckle. But um no, that's great. <laughs> so maybe we should move on to our second question. Yeah. So Casper Olsen said, Congratulations uh, congratulations on episode one hundred. Which episode has been the most fun? We alluded that earlier in the episode. We, in the we answered show. this a little bit. I, I, I will say that I really enjoyed Commando as well. That was yeah. a good one. Merc Month was good. Merc Month, yeah. So I'd say Commando is one people always talk to me about. They always say they love that one. Mm-hmm. But for me, I do think it's the it's either the, the AMA, the, the APA episode, Bridge Too Far, yes. or even mm-hmm. a Bridge Too Far of Al Murray was really great yeah that was fun too um or with an episode with just me and you i actually quite liked our episode on 
um, Batan. Thought that was quite fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. Um, Pork Chop Hill was a it was a recent one I really enjoyed too. That was good. Um, but yeah, there's there's two types of fun. There's the the fun where you can have fun with a film that is quantifiably terrible, um, mm-hmm. and you can you can rip it a little bit. And then there's films that are either personal favorites or films that you think or we think are really important and really interesting, you know, yeah. like Nine Men or There's Is the Glory or um, Bookshop Hill or Cheney's End. You know, we've done quite a few of them now where I think there's films that that we've enjoyed digging into, researching, and then discussing in depth. Yeah. Those are equally fun. Casper's question continues, uh, of the films that you've seen before and revisited in order to review, which have surprised you either positively or negatively? Windtalkers. That was what came to mind for me first as well. Yeah, because yeah. I love that film. When, as we say on the show, on the bit, on the episode, I loved that film when I was younger. Mm. I thought it was really good. And it disappointed me because I learned because you go away, you review every week, you, you 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 go in depth, you get production notes, you look at books, everything you can sort of find to to get an overview of the film before you start reviewing yeah. it. Because, we, you know, we can review in hindsight, which is fantastic. Um, and then the more you learn about that movie, the, the more you learn about the production, the money put in, the things made, produced for it. The you missed think, opportunities. The missed opportunities. And you think, oh my God, how about that film was actually really bad. But it, it didn't have to be that. I think mm-hmm. that's what annoys me more when, when we yeah. when we review re- revisit things. And then positively, it'd be a film like um, something like uh, what's the film? Objective Burma. Yeah. So yeah. I went into that one with this preloaded thing of because you hear the, the, all the stories of oh it was the it was the Americans taking back Burma. It, it disparages the British effort in Burma. But then when you look at it and you watch it, you think it's actually a good movie. And mm. then you, you, you go away and you learn about the, the 4A and all that. And you think, well, that's a, that's been pumped up more than it should have been at the time. But you can completely understand you've got a whole section of troops that are still fighting over there, thinking that they're being forgotten about, which I can yeah. completely get behind. But then in hindsight, you can think, well, actually, the movie itself is quite good. So that, that was one I was surprised that I would enjoy because I thought I would have been in the camp of this isn't fair to the X amount of guys that were out there, but I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, one that I enjoyed that, you know, revisiting, I think um, I would say um, probably Cockleshell Heroes. Oh, yeah. I remember not enjoying that as a kid. Right. Um, and then coming back to it, I enjoyed it more. Um, so that one stands out for me. I mean, I know we've said in a number of episodes where, like, oh, we've ruined another childhood favorite by, <laughs> yeah, by actually yeah. going back and reviewing them. Um, that's for sure. Um, that's true. Yeah, that one stands out as, as a positive. So, next question is from David McNay Any films you're dreading having to cover? You see, because I enjoy doing the ones that are objectively awful, um, they aren't right, they aren't ones I dread. No. Uh, Perhaps ones I, I dread are ones that are more um, um less clear cut, perhaps. Okay. Um, or, or ones I that I remember unfondly. Right. Um yeah. just just films I rem- I I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. Um where I'm like, uh, we're gonna have to get to that eventually. 
But right. I remember not enjoying that as, a, you know, as a kid or when I last mm. watched it, that kind of thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe four stem from Navarone. <laughs> yeah, that one always you... comes up and people say they don't like yeah. that one. I don't mind it. Some people I mean, say they cat. really like it. Yeah, and I think I it's a little bit it. divisive. Again, I think that's almost kind of like a, a waste of a cast. Because mm. it's got such a great I... cast. I'm not looking forward to doing, when we get to it, Heartbreak, not Heartbreak Ridge, Hacksaw Ridge mm. with the James Garfield one. Because I don't like that film. <laughs> I just I just didn't hit with me when I saw it. I've only seen um, it the once. And I, I found the ridge. They don't contextualize the ridge very well. No, they don't. It yeah. just feels like they're on a soundstage. Yeah, and then there's a cliff. Yeah. I don't know the, the layout of the ground of the actual ridge and where the battle was fought well mm. enough to go, oh, that's correct, actually, so that's fine. Maybe once I, I look into it when we come to do it, I'll go, oh, okay, so it, it did look like that. Um, but that's just my ignorance on that you know, aspect of it. Yeah, I know what you mean. And the casting for that one was a bit weird for me too. Like Robert Vaughan playing a grizzled sergeant is not something I don't, Oh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Vince Vaughn. Mm. Not Robert Vaughn. Mm. Christ. Uh, yeah, Robert Vaughn would have been interesting. Um, yeah, that's why I'm this 75 year old man. I know, right? As yeah. a major. <laughs> this is a funny episode of Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got Dan Brazil. Uh, he says, Do you think we need a new Market Garden film? Even dare I say it, a bridge too far, or leave it alone? Personally, I would say. We don't need a straight remake of A Bridge Too Far. No, I don't. Um, I don't think and we do. I know we've said it before, but we 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 could definitely have an Oosterbeek Longsdale Force. A Longsdale yeah. Force movie would be great. There's definitely a lot of good you could do with a new Market Garden film. Because I think there's a lot of myths you could actually break down properly. Yes. Now that we know more about why certain things happened. And I think you mm. could sh- show 30 core in a bit more of a positive light. Yeah. Um. Maybe show them show the reasons why they couldn't get where they got. Not that they weren't trying to get there. Um. That would be nice. Uh, I don't think we need a, re- a remake of it because it's such a beloved classic. Mm. I think you wouldn't. No, it, it doesn't need a remake. It is what it is, and it's good no. for you. For you know, as it stands, um, despite um failings it might have, it it is a a a great movie. Um, but yeah, I think I think leave. A bridge too far alone because just I know people like doing that mental exercise of like casting who will be in it yeah. now and that's all great fun in the yeah. pub and stuff. Yeah, it's it's too hard to, to for me to think that it would work because mm-hmm. I think all the people that you would want are already getting too old. And, yeah, and I think the current way of the current way of getting a Hollywood star or the current way of, do, of a casting, I don't think you'd get the people that you'd want. No. Um. Anyway. I mean, Brad Pitt 15 years ago could have done um, uh, Robert Redford's um, yeah, he could have. character. And, and Benedict Cumberbatch 10, 15 um, years ago could yeah, have done. Exactly. I know, I yeah, exactly. I completely This is the whole thing. Of, you, you, start you, can, getting into... you can have people in mind, yeah. but they're they're already too old by the already time. Already too old. Yeah. That, yeah. But no, an Oosta big perimeter movie with Dickie Lonsdale. Um, doesn't even have to be a big movie. Doesn't even have I would to be take, a big yeah. I would take a few. I would take just maybe a few guys in a house defending a house, a few guys in a slit trench, just a tight little indie movie. I'd take so that you want the point. long days dying, but you want it better. <laughs> yeah. Not to say that film's bad, but no, I know what no. you mean. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one day we'll have to try and crowdfund something. Maybe. 
Foth, Foth Productions. Um, if you shave, Matt, you've got a tash. You could do a. You could do Lonsdale. I couldn't do. I, you'd have to do the. You'd have to do the speech. I'll I overdub it with me. <laughs> <laughs> when you shoot, do it justice, shoot to kill. And shoot to kill. Um, yeah, we no, I just couldn't. Do it. North Africa, France, Italy. Absolutely. Love we've it. had a we've had a good battle, but not a, but battle. they're not the best uh, or whatever yeah. he says. I just love yeah, that. Yeah. It's just it's so good. It's and the fact that he wrote it on a board so you could remember what he and was going to say. It's still there. You go. You can go yeah. and see it. It's incredible. One of my dreams is to go there and and and, and do all the the battlefield tour there. Mm. Just love to. It's one of my one of my big big bucket list things. So next question. So Rob Shipman asks. He's a, one of our patrons. Uh, thanks for supporting us, Rob. He says, will you be covering Bat 21 soon? Pac-Man and you... Glover, what more yeah. could you want? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think this has become a running joke with Rob because I think he I always think so. mentions it. Um, and we were away at the weekend, me and Matt. <laughs> I, showed, I showed Matt this comment of yours, Rob, and he, he did laugh. But yeah, no, we will get around to it. Um, there's there's a it, dozen films that people ask us about I regularly. Know. Men of Orange um, is one I always get asked yeah. about. Yeah. Um, and Zach's, we get asked a lot about. Um, mm. That'll be an Anzac yeah, month. Ne- Anzac month next month. There's next so year, much right? time to do all these. Anzac month next year. That's when Anzac's, oh, Anzac's gonna is going to come. Yeah. Um, but yes, we will do definitely do Bat 21. Um, probably do Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson and Gene Hammond as well. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Because that's, wow. that's one of the very... <laughs> That's wow. one of the very few. <laughs> That's how the episode begins and ends. Wow. <laughs> um, um, for anyone who, who doesn't know what the hell that was, that was <laughs> that a reference was to how Owen Wilson says, yeah. wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because that's one of the very few um, um, Hollywood movies that attempts to do Bosnia. Um, mm. Gosh, it's, yeah, it's only that and Warriors, isn't it? Mm. TV series, yeah. Next up, we have Brian Williams, who asks, do you think you will ever review a film with chivalry and swords? 
Oh, I feel We've really caught one, out there. Brian, we did Hornblower. <laughs> we did Hornblower. I, yeah, I had to fight yeah. tooth and nail to get that voted for. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> put, you it, did. put it in the Patreon pick like four times. I know. <laughs> no, we will. But no, we, will. we are remiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, we know we've woefully undercooked those. Um, we need to because it's almost it's almost advertising infringement of our own jingle if we don't. Um but no, we definitely. Yeah, you wrote the jingle, so yeah. You know, ones that spring to mind, like the eagle about the, the Roman centurions. Mm-hmm. It's that one. There's that one. There's uh, it's a couple of Flynn squash. Uh, a couple of Flynn squashbucklers. Squash yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's uh, yeah. Of course, of course, we will, Brian. So next question, it's Pete the Paint. He asks. Well, he firstly thanks us for all the time and effort put into creating the show. Thank you, Pete. It's very kind of you to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but his question is. Have either of you entertained the thought of joining any of the services? If so, which? Matt? Uh, not really. Not for me. Um, I've always been fascinated by military history. Um, and I've had numerous family members that have served. I've always, I've, I've always kind of like thought, hmm, maybe I, maybe I could, I, I would be interested in joining the army at one point. But that, I, yeah, I just, I never really. Once I got into um, doing my degree and doing my master's, just wasn't a career path anymore after that, I guess. Yeah, you know, I've always had the interest like Matt, as you say. Um, and then never really occurred to me until I got into my early teens that there's no way I'd pass a medical because I was premature at birth and I have an underlying heart murmur, mm. which, knock on wood, so far has given me no trouble. Um, but I've also got less than five percent vision in my right eye so i can't fire a, a weapon with my right hand I'm, I'm left-handed so that wouldn't help so i don't actually think i'd pass on medical anyway no. um so I, I was thinking not when they're get... rejecting people for lactose intolerance and oh stuff. god yeah yeah i remember telling <laughs> you that yeah um so no i don't think i'd get in i don't even think i'd get in the ta so you know no. unless they unless they uh ever set up a sort of dad's army I have seriously force. thought about the TA just for the experience and um, Matt would be making sure all his books are in the naffy <laughs> hey lads have you read that book about the peer that's one way of getting the book sold isn't it I suppose next up we've got AD Bond and he congratulates us on 100 episodes as well thanks AD do you ever get feedback from directors producers uh, from the more modern movies that we review and I think the answer to that is yes we've actually had yes, a couple of times haven't we we do yeah we did Wolves of War and the director for that listened to our episode and he, he commented on the on the Twitter saying that we he felt that we got the point of the movie and we understood what he was going for. And when we did War Below a few months ago, I was chatting to the director over private message on Instagram and, and you know he he was quite you know nice yeah. about our review too. Um and you know, we understood what he was going for. Oh, some of the guys behind Pamphlov's men reached out, didn't they? Well they did, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they sent us an email thanking us for the review um, mm. and, uh, and telling us to look out for their next film, which I think was about a uh, a Soviet lady pilot, fighter that's, pilot. Yeah, it's coming out soon. Um, yeah. And then we had Stuart out, Urban, uh, obviously, who directed on yeah, in the Act. Of course. And he always says nice things. So, yeah, if you're listening, Stuart, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Bill, 1940 medal campaign, he asks... You've been given the go-ahead to make a Dirty Dozen-style men-on-a-mission movie. You can choose any actor, alive or dead. Who would you cast as your dozen? 
Um, do this quick. <laughs> yeah, this is hard, but I had a couple of ideas, so right. um, I've convinced Rob to go with it. Um, first off, Commander with a Secret, Colin Firth. Okay. He's got a dodgy secret and no one knows what it is. Um, eccentric, explosive expert, Adrian Brody. Yes, okay, okay. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch as an English officer who has been reduced to the ranks and you never find out why. Doing like Niven, doing a Niven-esque portrayal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing doing a Niven, but a rogue Niven. Yeah, yeah. okay. Roguish He's of that Niven. age. Now he can mm-hmm. do that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, Stephen Graham as a hard ass Spanish Civil War vet. Can we have him constantly mentioning that he was in the same trench as uh, George Orwell? <laughs> have you heard of you heard of that George Orwell? You heard of that bloke? <laughs> I was in the same <laughs> trench as him. Have you heard of that George Orwell? Have you read his books? <laughs> I'm in that photo of him in the poom. That's me at the back there. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was your next one? Sorry, before I interrupted. Um, Sam Rock, uh, Rockwell as the wisecracking corporal. Okay, Sam Rockwell. So mm. for my... Have you done the Teddy Savalas crazy one yet? No, I haven't. Go for it. So for me, I'd have a little bit of a younger guy for that one. Mm. And I would cast Jack O'Connell for that role. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because after seeing him as Paddy Mayne, or the ver- he can that do version unhinged. of Paddy yeah. Mayne. He can do that. Yeah, mm. definitely. And then I'd have Gary Oldman playing the Robert Ryan guy who sets them up for it. You know, he, nice. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then I think I'd go for um, someone to play the Ernest Borgnine role. I think I'd probably have someone like really, really off the wall that like you wouldn't think to cast them. So I'd go for like... Oh, maybe, like Tarantino maybe, did with Mike Myers. Yeah. And maybe I'd get Peter Kay. Just, just for like the oh my god, Peter Kay's in this, and he's okay. been like because Ernest Borgnum was a comedy actor, so it would that is true, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love how we're yeah, making Peter like a British, mainly British remake of this. <laughs> we got Adrian Brody and, and yeah, uh, yeah. Sam Rockwell in there. Who's going to be the big tough, the big rough and tumble tough one? Ooh, um, Tyson Fury. Oh my god, yeah, that'd be mad. And then, and then he has his moment. And he boxes a, a, a guy at the end and he just gets to say his Dossa line. Come on, you Nazi Dossa. <laughs> he just like knocks him out. That'd be Pete. <laughs> I'd love that. That'd be great. Just well, there watching. you go. <laughs> yeah. That turned out a lot better than we thought it would. It Normally did. we we just not do those. Because um... <laughs> it takes for ages. That was great. I, I want to see Tyson Fury now in that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Johnny C says, congratulations on the 100th episode milestone. Always enjoy your stuff. Thank you, Johnny. Have you ever considered a feature about one of the Finnish movies about the Winter War or the Continuation War? Some great choices out there spanning nearly 70 years. Yes, Johnny. 100%. Absolutely. It's on our big list. Um, it is. And we've been meaning to do one, but every time um, we come up to to doing one, something else pops up that fits a little bit better at the time, or there's another mm. reason why we do it, like a guest episode, and it gets pushed back. Um, Unknown Soldier 2017. Uh uh, Tuntle Maton, Tuntle Maton Solastas, is it in Finnish? I can't, I'm, um, I, I butchered that, but 2017, it looks, it looks look really good. good. It looks yeah. visually amazing. Uh, I'd love to do that one. And I've, I have seen some of the other ones. I've, I haven't seen any of the, um, the 50s ones. There's a 50s version of Unknown Soldier, I believe, if, if I remember rightly. Um, and there's a couple of, um, continuation war movies like the, the 2010s that look good um, 
that, that would be really good to cover. So yeah, they're definitely on the list and they're kind of just floating on the surface of we need to get to those or start getting to those um, yeah, no, relatively we do. soon. We do. So next question, it, and it's a little bit off topic, but it still works. And we've not really talked about it on the show ever. So Danny Michael asks us, favourite non-war movie film? It's hard enough trying to pick your favourite war movie, Rob. I can't. Like, Danny's really thrown us under the bus there. This it is does. revenge for him not being brought onto the show because we've we've been trying to organise an episode with Danny. Danny's the curator of the Cody Firearms Museum yes. and a good friend of mine. Yeah. Um, and we've been promising he'd come on the Gettysburg. Uh, to do an episode on Gettysburg, um, which I'm really we'll excited for. If you're I like that Danny, movie. we'll get you on, mate. We, <laughs> we definitely, definitely will. Um, but yeah. that is hard. That is really hard. Um, uh, for me, it's Goodfellas, 1990. Okay. Because okay. I love that, that genre, that mobster genre. I'm a big Sopranos fan. Um, I do love Scorsese. Not all of his movies are home run, but when he's doing those, that classic Scorsese era, it's between mm. that. Goodfellas 1990, just for the cast. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon, I absolutely love. I think it's uh, the Serpico. I like 70s gritty stuff. You do. You like you like 70s American kitchen sink crime dramas. <laughs> Mobstery dramas, yeah. Yeah, I love all that. I love Pacino, De Niro. They're some of my favourite, two of my favourite actors of all time. So it's usually yeah. that. Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross, actually, as well. I'd put that really? up Really? Okay. Yeah, I do like it. Okay, okay. Because it's a char- I love character study films. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Matt? Good answer. I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Can you not? I, I really can't. Um, oh, no. I'm going to cop out and answer Danny's second part of his question, which was, <laughs> if you could force a studio or director to make a film on any subject, who is um, who is making it and what is it about? And my answer there is Tarantino doing a whodunit. Ooh, okay. Okay. Like... like um... Like that one with uh, Daniel Craig in that came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like that, Knives Tarantino. Out. Knives Out, but okay. with Tarantino. And all the deaths would be really grisly. Just imagine, like, you're in, you're in a country house. <laughs> Chris um, Walken and, playing the detective. <laughs> who done it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, here to, I'm here to fucking solve the murder. <laughs> <laughs> that was equally as bad as mine. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, that that'd be that'd be great. All the deaths would be super grisly. The yep. reveal like would that. be insane, and the soundtrack would be amazing. Okay, I like that. That's my that's like my theory. That. I'd like to see getting back to Scorsese. I'd like to see him tackle a war film because he hasn't yet. So next one is from Tall Bloke. He said, "Why didn't Chewbacca get a medal at the end of Star Wars?" <laughs> Okay, it wasn't AMA, so yeah, fair <laughs> it enough. It wasn't AMA, yeah. Um, I'd like to think it was alliance bureaucracy and not institutional racism. <laughs> I was gonna just about to say the same thing. <laughs> they 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 just they just absolutely fucked it, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they, they forgot. They they forgot. Um, they were like, oh I, god, I... there's five of them, not four of them. Shit. Oh no. <laughs> some some imperial some um, uh, rebellion officers like pulling his collar going oh <laughs> even r2 fucking got one didn't he 
R2C3PO, they got them. Oh my god, did they? <laughs> I'm, gonna that, that, that is, I'm gonna have to look now. That, that it's been such a while since I've seen that, and I always turn it off once it gets to that bit because I'm like, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen it. Yeah, it's always the last five minutes of them just like smiling, getting given a medal. That's when we get the really good light going into the Um, But yeah, I'm hoping it's Alliance bureaucracy. I think it's the Rebel that. Alliance is just really terrible at ordering the right amount of medals. Oh no, R2 didn't get one. No, he didn't. Okay, thank God for that. That would have been terrible. I was gonna that say that really would have been yeah. a, a slight on our boy Chewbacca. Maybe maybe the was it Alderan? Where no the Alderan got blown up. Where they on Yavin 4, weren't they, when they did that? Maybe the maybe all the medals were left on Alderan. <laughs> yeah, this is what they could salvage. Yeah, it's what we had left. The, it's what we had on the, the plane on the, from the space the, wreckage. Gosh. They had like a had like a deep salvage team. No, <laughs> we, we should don't laugh. Don't don't laugh about the genocide of Alderaan. Rob, come on. Some big fat, some big fat rebellion, like space engineers go. I can only find two of the medals. You know, have to make two. <laughs> <laughs> but if that Wookiee gets one, I'm gonna hit the fucking roof. <laughs> Why is he in a Scorsese movie? <laughs> He's got a Scorsese Star Wars would be good. <laughs> there you go, Danny. There's, there's Tarantino who done it and a Scorsese Star Wars movie. It's it's got to be better <laughs> than the last like four they've made or three. I don't believe in lightsabers. Give me a blast any day of the week. <laughs> Those lightsabers are fugazi. <laughs> the Force, yes, schmucks use the Force. <laughs> My God, like if if Scorsese directed like The Mandalorian or um, Boba Fett, that would have been so much better. I want to see the child. Show me the child. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he would have cast cast um, cast that guy? I've forgotten his name. Um, Yeah, Scar's God. Yeah, show me the child. (laughs) It would have been been De Niro, wouldn't it? It would have been. Yeah, or um, just completely off the wall, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito would have been the child. <laughs> yeah, we're oh getting into God. always sunny areas of weirdness now. The gang take an imperial asset. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, next question, that went really off topic. Oh yeah. my God. That was so <laughs> that was, fun. That was classic foff tangentialism right there. <laughs> really well. Last year, we got, last time we got asked about biscuits, so that's not that That's bad. true. That, that's the most, yeah. Um, I think we've got a few from Facebook and Instagram as well. Yes, we, we do. We, we got as well. Tom Leg. Now this is a, a, a sort of a, a follow up to a question earlier. Which film are you most looking forward to covering on the show? There's loads. Zulu. Um, yep. Twelve o'clock high. Um, appointment in London. Appointment in London because we watched it over the weekend. Yeah. Um, Never seen it all the way was. through. What? What a classic. What else? Oh, uh, our last men in the, uh, the Philippines, um, mm-hmm. which is a, a a really interesting movie about uh, Spanish troops in the um, uh, Philippine insurrection. Um, yep. yep. What about you, Rob? Uh, I'm looking forward to doing Contact, uh, the Ooh, 1985 yeah. movie, um, which was about uh, an SAS uh, group of SAS soldiers in Ireland. Um, it's one of the few just straight sort of war films from the Northern Ireland uh, Troubles, which yeah. is just really interesting because you don't get many films that just concentrate on the British in the theatre. 
Um, and then there's a film called Captured by Robert Krish, and that's of a, course, yeah, yeah. That's a Ameri- that's a film that deals with uh, British pals in Korea. Um, and then I'm I'm sort of looking forward to. I know it's a big cop out, but I am looking forward to finally getting to do Saving Private Ryan when we come onto it. Because for me, that's the war movie that got me into war films, just because of that was the first yeah. big one that came out when I was yeah. younger. Um, well, I, I, as as we've said, we can't do that until we get either Spielberg or Hanks on. So no, I know, right? Um, or any of the main cast, or any of the people who are involved in it. <laughs> just, if you're listening, please, you know, Vin Diesel, come on, to talk, talk about. Yeah, yeah, had to, yeah. You know, how annoying um, was it to lay down in that rain for so long? How many takes did you have to do? Yes, come on. <laughs> um what else i mean yeah it's the a lot of it is the big ones isn't it and then yeah but then sometimes, we always say about we want to do the give them the weight they deserve with a, with a yeah good guest or something yeah yeah some of the bigger ones that is definitely a factor um mm, like film or jacket you know guns and Navarone. guns and Navarone, yeah yeah um there's loads there's a couple of uh polish movies um yeah best I'm, of plan resist really, Yes, exactly. Uh, that I'm really looking forward to doing. Um, but yeah, there's quite a few. Mm. So the next question is from Johnny Doyle. He asks, you're booked in for Mastermind and will obviously get to the final. Now, I assume this is like some celebrity version where you, you go in pairs. Cause, <laughs> <you know. laughs> well, it'd have to be, wouldn't it? It would have two to be, us, yeah. So he said, the least celebrity people there. <laughs> yeah. Davina McCall is, is, is really, you know, smashing it ahead yeah. of us um or someone like that <laughs> so, exactly yeah. like random it's it's us Demo versus Demo is like really uh, really yeah. done really well just yeah. before we come on exactly yeah um <laughs> and so he says uh you get to the file of mastermind what films would you choose as your specialist subject rounds and why what about you rob you go first so well i mean if it's see does he mean just films in general I guess. Or, or like, okay, so if it was war films, I'd probably choose something like Theirs Is mm-hmm. or Nine Men, just because yeah. we've we've heavily like researched them. Researched them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them a lot. But then if it, yeah, if it was like film, I'd go for something like you know, one of the one of the films I mentioned earlier, like uh, Goodfellas or maybe True Romance. I really like that film as well. Gary mm. Oldman and Christian Slater or Leon quite like Leon yeah something like that maybe film appearances of the pit <laughs> oh you went really in <laughs> you bastards gonna win <laughs> someone's gonna peak demo Leary <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, that'd be great I'd love to go on mastermind I'd love because sometimes yeah. you sit there and you get more more right than they do on their special. It's the stress though. You sat in the chair and you got you know the lights are on you and yeah, yeah, um, it's true. Clive's staring at you and you're like, oh god, yeah, I've yeah. forgotten everything I knew about that. <laughs> yeah. So the next one from Facebook is from Dean Barden, and he asks, which war film locations would you most like to visit? Um, I'd like to visit the town in Croatia where Kelly's Heroes was filmed. Yeah, I'd like to do that as well. Um, I saw some friends, some people who I follow on Facebook. They were there, and they do a they do an airsoft game near there. 
and they were there all in the <laughs> Kelly's Hero Airsoft game. I think it is like that. Yeah, no love way. To go and do that. Um, and then yeah, as a, I'd love to go to the beach where Nine Men was filmed, mm, and try yes. and geolocate where the hut would have been. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we have an open invite to do that with Sari Thomas. Yes, and I think I think what we're going to end up doing with that, if you're listening, Sari, is we'll come and do that. But we're going to film it like a War Walks documentary. Because <laughs> I think that would be really interesting to have a series like that, where you do a, a, a walk through a movie, but you try and use the actual locations if it was shot on location. Yeah. I yeah. think that'd be something. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Let me just double check something. And as I said, like Oosterbeek, I'd love to go there. There's just the glory. You could do a there's just the glory. Oosterbeek would be great. And you could do obviously do a, a, a market garden tour as well. Um, for me, one that I always thought would be really interesting to do would be um, April 9th. Go and see Ooh. some of the um, places in Denmark where that was filmed because I know that they recreated a lot of photographs um, from, yeah, that from the, something. the campaign. Campaign mm. was like two days. Yeah. <laughs> um, It'd be, it'd be cool to see those locations because then you'd be seeing locations from the film and from the actual battle. But as you said, like going and seeing some of the locations for theirs is will be amazing. So we had a few from Instagram as well. Um, we're, we seem to be on most of the social media platforms yeah, now, well, except well. OnlyFans and um, Snapchat. Only films. Um, if they ever come up with only films, we're, we're yes. assuming. If you're following us on there, then they're imposters. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jordan Sloggett, um, the uh, co-host of Layer Butter, a uh, podcast from Canada that we appeared on recently. Um, I don't know if the episode's out yet. It should be out soon, if not. Um, they had us on to talk about war movies yeah, great uh, and the genre. And he asked, what are your favourite depictions of futuristic weaponry in war movies? Hmm. So, I mean, the obvious one is the pulse rifle in Aliens, isn't it? That's the obvious yeah, the one. Yeah, the M41. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. I love most um, of the guns out of that franchise I like, actually. Yeah. 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 Uh, the other obvious one is the Marita Mark One from uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah, that's good. That's um, good. I like Everyone, I everyone like... knows that the, the pulse rifles are based on Thompson submachine guns. Yeah. But not everyone knows that the Maritas are based on Ruger Mini 14s. They are. And I think on some of the, I think even on some of the shots, they're. SA80s in housings as well. Yeah, there's this um there's uh there's some talk about that. I that's something I would like to really confirm because have a little look through. They're such yeah. weird, weird looking guns. Because basically one. they've strapped a shotgun under um again. <laughs> it seems to hmm. be like, oh, we're doing a film in the, the near future. We need to do some strap a shotgun underneath it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. How, how is how is a military weaponry gonna develop? Um, I, I think like the, the pulse way... rifle from Aliens definitely looks a lot it's nicer there, than it? the Starship Troopers rifle. Yeah, it does. It's a little bit yeah. more ergonomic for It looks like something that would be mass-reduced in that world. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That world, The world-building of that film is incredible. I, Aliens is my favourite of the Alien movies, without oh, doubt. without a doubt. Yeah, mm. 100%. Um, and we will like cover the... that. We will cover that. Don't well, we don't. We'll, we'll cover both do of those. sci-fi. We'll do a sci-fi yeah. month. We will do it. Um, yeah. I like Again, how... We've been planning that for about two years now. <laughs> yeah, we have been. God. Um, I like how Neil Blomkamp 
uses firearms in his films. Oh yeah, he always yeah. has a nice mix, especially yeah. in something like District Nine, mm. like the, like the designs in that. Yeah, I think I think that's probably my favourite ones. Yeah. Uh, James Kason asks, "Will you at some point review uh, the post-war film? Now it can be told all about the SOE, uh, which was filmed in '46. That's kind of like." an SOE version of theirs is from what I know about the movie. Yes. I think we're meant to be doing that at some point with Kate Vickers. That would be great. Yes. Be perfect for that, I think that's what we discussed with her. Yeah. So hang um, fire on that one. We'll definitely mm-hmm. get that one to you. Uh, James also asked, uh, where'd you see the show in a year's time? Well, we alluded to that a little bit earlier, didn't we? Before we began answering questions about, yeah, um, about stuff, but um, hopefully just continuing to do what we're doing right now. Enjoying, mm reviewing movies and um, meeting people that listen to the show speaking to really interesting people from the industry um yeah. doing a few events that's that's what i'm yeah. hoping well that because that's like that's our mission we we're talking about it early but we have like this little sort of i wouldn't say it's like a, a roadmap of what we want to do with the show but we say right so this year we did x events next year let's try and beat that by one more yes yeah. and that shows growth so We've already beaten our target from 2021, mm-hmm. I think, like five times over or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just doing more of what we're doing because we we love doing it. And it, it it's just how the universe and how how it goes when you email someone, really, I guess, it, and, <laughs> and planning and everything else. I mean, I'd love the show to be a little bit bigger, but... I think sometimes I think, no, you know what, what we've got right now is great and we just need to keep going what we're doing and it will grow because it has grown. Um, and yeah, get some more of these guests on that we've we've um, chatted to and, and book them in and get them done. But obviously there's only so many weeks in the year. Um, yeah, I think in a year's time, I'd just like to be able to say that we bought you the things that we said we were going to and I'll be happy. Yeah, fingers crossed. 100%, yeah. Um, final question from Instagram is from King Louis 33 and he asked, uh, what film would you like to see remade and would, <clears throat> and how would you make it better? Um, my immediate thought was not what you might expect. It's probably a bit left-wing, sorry, okay. a bit obscure. Um, 55 Days at Peking. Ooh, okay. Because that is such a fascinating moment in history yeah i love that movie you've got heston and newton which is Mm. great well there's a lot of things in that movie like the pacing and some of the side stories um could be redone um yeah i think you could just make a a really interesting um 55 days at peking remake no yeah no i think you could for me well i'd like to see a big red one remake Mm. made with the budget that Sam Fuller wanted. Yeah. I think it's a travesty, one of the biggest travesties in the whole genre, really, because Sam does so much work with the studios, uh, with Warner Brothers, to get this film made, and then he just doesn't get to make it. And then by the time he does, he's pulling in loads of favours and he's producing it independently and just doesn't have the budget. All the, all the, It's either because the movie has stars in it, but it's not... Lee Marvin's stars waning at that point. Mark Hamill, as famous as he is from Star Wars, he isn't really a, an established film star, really, at that point. Mm. So it's just a shame to me. I'd like to see a big budget remake of Big Red One because I think you could really 
make quite an epic piece yeah. um, with the right cast and the director and, and money. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be quite something. So I think our final question was actually emailed by Kevin Getz. And sorry if we didn't get to everyone's question because we just had so many. So he asks, everyone has opinions slash suggestions for fixing a rubbish film. But what do you each think is the one film that shouldn't be touched? No edits, no changes, and it's fine the way it is. See, there's some films that are such classics that you just can't touch them. Yeah. And if you did, it wouldn't work. Like we've we've not we've not um beaten around the bush and said that um you can't touch Ridge too far because we both said you could cut the James Khan sequence. You, you, there's a good um, edit. There's a very good fan edit yeah. to be made with that. Yeah. Um, because I'd even cut cruel... some other bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cruel sea. I don't. I can't Ooh. think of any scenes in that that should be cut. No, Can I you? wouldn't cut that. Wouldn't cut that myself. Um, there's is the glory. It's a perfect film almost. Don't think you need to cut anything from that. Yeah. If anything, um, I think you need to add. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little, a little add, yeah, a little yeah. bit of adding to that would be great. Um, ooh. see, one of the sacred films that you just can't touch is like Zulu. Yeah, can't edit that. You can't. No, you really, can't. I mean, it could, it could stand it, but you just can't. Mm. Um, even Save It Private Ryan. Yeah, because see, that's the that's the difficult one. I know some people are going to be screaming at their at their phones right now or their computers being like what that that film has did so many cuts but <laughs> i think it's one of those movies because it was so influential when it revitalized an entire genre of movies uh, i think that it is almost untouchable yeah i think you've got a point yeah. um that yangtze incident don't touch that because that's an absolute classic yeah yeah it is there's, um, there's a lot of classics that are classics for the reason that they don't need no they don't need it yeah. Yesterday's Enemy for me is one that I would think I'd get really upset if I heard they were remaking it or do something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I would. A dramatic edit. <laughs> um, mm. Went the day well. That's a really good one as well. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything to that. Yeah. And then there's just what's a film, what's a film you Kevin? would edit then, Rob? Film I would edit. Ten in the question on its head. Uh, Battle of Britain. <laughs> well, leave, it... leave the doorbell in <laughs> yeah i'd leave the doorbell in but i'd make it a little bit shorter and yeah. cut out some of the yeah. s- some of the few of the subplots that i feel like don't really go anywhere that is um, fair. um not to say i don't like it before people mm-hmm. get antsy but i think some of the movies from back then they could just do with 10 15 minutes chopping just make it a little bit oh, tighter. i know you've said that numerous times that's for mm. sure Porkchop Hill is another one that doesn't need anything doing to it, really, other no, no, than some, not. perhaps some of the um, uh, negotiating sequences either being contextualized better or perhaps trimmed, yeah. and just make it a combat movie, solely yes. a combat movie, yes, um, with a tiny bit of context. But yeah, even then, I don't know whether you need to do that to, to Porkchop yeah. Hill because until, so, until you've done the edit and you've watched it. Yeah, it's hard to say as well, isn't it? Yeah, mm, it is. What about you? Is there anything you'd you'd cut? Edit. Mm. I mean, we've already mentioned a bridge too far, but that one you could definitely make a, a tighter film yes. by cutting in a few places. Mm. Um, 
There'll be one that occurs to me as soon as we hit, you know, as soon as we finish, we, we, we turn, <laughs> you know, hit stop on yeah. record. Um, I cut actually, to be fair, I cut quite a little, I'd cut quite a few scenes out of Dirty Dozen mm, just yeah, to make it yeah. a little bit quicker because mm. I feel like you could get to that mission a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of training elements that don't need to be shown in that. Because you've already yeah, set them you've do, set it them does ends. kind of drag a little bit, yeah. Because yeah. um, you've already in... set the men's character characterization up in the scene where they get interviewed, and then I feel like most scenes are just trying to reinforce their character, but we already mm. know this about them, and most yeah. of them get to reshow themselves during that mission anyway. So it's like you, they get two bites of the cherry, and I'm like, well, I don't need this because I already know what these people are like. Yeah, <laughs> it's just just it gets a bit annoying, even mm. though. Yet again, it is one of those movies where oh, you think oh, actually no, it is it is one of the Technicolor classics with you know Marvin's great mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, for as many reasons as you come up with, there's, there's so many reasons for not as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You could do the same with with um, Zulu Dawn as well. You could oh, trim. Yeah, God, that is one I would cut. Massively. You could trim a fair bit out of that, but also there's so much like context and um, interesting little tidbits and character bits mm. in it because um, that seems always seems to me that movie is that's one you almost have to follow on with zulu zulu mm-hmm. like i think it it could be edited into a fantastic one piece really long movie yeah because yeah. they need they are direct <laughs> like happening each after each other well so they are it yeah it's happen. one of the I, that's one of the few um the two battles that happened within like 24 yeah. hours of each other that make it onto you know into film yeah two yeah, films right. um, yeah but yeah good question kevin very um, good we've had a lot of good questions actually yeah, we have. um so thank you everyone that sent one in very much appreciated yeah, yeah thank you so much guys we, we love answering these questions every time we run one of these and yeah another huge thank you for sticking with us for 100 episodes because we never thought we'd get this far so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart you know and for it, yeah and matt's because it you know you probably might not know but he, he, doing this show just totally revitalized my career or oh, it gave me a career in military history um and a, a career in podcasting so thanks a lot everybody for supporting us because it's i wouldn't have any of these or be able to do any of these things that i'm doing outside of the show without it so really really means a lot to me means a lot to me too um it's been a really fun outlet for another aspect of my love of history and military history and film Mm. which without it i would never have had the opportunity to talk about some of the most interesting films ever made Um, exactly so can't say thank you enough really No. no we can't really can't yeah Maybe the last 10 minutes is just us saying thank you over and over and over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a really bad Oscar speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, as always, um, time to do that roundup that we don't usually get right enough to sort of edit in from other episodes, but you didn't know that, listeners. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> as always, thanks Something for Something about a foth binge. Um... I know, yeah, God, yeah, that became a, that's become an in-joke. So, as always, guys, thanks for listening. And here's the next 100, and you can always catch up on episodes you may have missed from the previous 100 episodes at fightingonfilm.com. If you have a fourth binge, do let us know. Thanks for listening, guys. 
catch you next week catch you next week for 101 bye bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.